I'm great. That's good. Um, you're over in the States there, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Yep. Awesome. And it's about 6.30 a.m. over there in your time at the moment, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you for jumping on, um, which is so early in your world, um, yes. on your side of the world, actually. Um, you post quite frequently in healing networks um, and some of the work that you share, I think, is, is, is amazing. Can you talk to us about your brand um, and what it is that you do for those that haven't seen your work being shared in the Healing Networks community? Yeah. So I'm the founder of Listening to Smile, and it's a sound healing company. We use frequency-minded music for different applications like meditation music, binaural beats, and uh, movement-based applications like yoga or static dance. So we're using frequency-minded music to just promote, you know, wellness and spiritual growth. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. And how do you do that um, specifically? As far as the frequency, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so basically, basically for my journey, I found pure tones. Um, you can find them on YouTube. They're all over, you know, online. But the um, Solfagio Pure Tones um, was one of the first things that I found that had really profound effects on me personally. Mm -hmm. But as a musician and creative person, I started saying like, man, these are really powerful, but they're just pretty plain. And I think I would get into it a lot more if I had the benefits of these frequencies, you know, with something more creative and more you know, a little something more to listen to. And so I started, um, you know, my journey into sound where I started, build, I built a sound table that um, you can lay on like a massage table with speakers built into it. Mm -hmm. And it started playing, you know, frequency directly into my body. And I started experimenting with the different frequencies besides the solfagio. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing the potentials of how profound sound affected the body you know and when i got into that i started looking at tuning instruments differently you have to um, tune your instruments to the frequency that you're working with and so i started tuning my instruments differently and started experimenting with different styles and tempos and genres of songs and just started finding something that i could say this is my voice you know and sound healing and it was basically incorporating traditional instruments like tuning forks and singing bowls didgeridoos gongs but it was also incorporating uh things from the non-traditional healing point like synthesizers and you know hand drums and uh different things that you know people i think would typically say this isn't really meditation music you know and so i started you know just seeing the profound effects of drums and tempo um in that music and started seeing like that when the, the brand started evolving into this kind of hypnotherapy music where you start with kind of a mid-tempo song and you start kind of changing the tempo, just downshifting, you know, after each song. So the playlist on those um, Sonic Meditation albums start with a mid-tempo and just start downshifting to, it might be 50 or 60 beats per minute, you know, the last track and then everyone's asleep and they're just like, whoa, that happened so fast. I don't know how that happened, you know, and it's just, it's the same thing as hypnotherapy. They kind of talk to you at a normal tone and flow 
and then as the session goes on you'll start to see them they'll start slowing down their words and their tone and you know the gentleness of their voice and you just feel so relaxed that you're able to kind of go into that hypnotic state and that's what i'm kind of looking for with my music is to find that space that zen space you know that's in each of us that quiet space that quiets the noise in the mind and allows us to find that center place where we can start truly making the changes that we want, whether it's different choices in our life or making a decision. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and I'm ready to heal, you know? So, (laughs) um, so you used yourself as a guinea pig originally. Yeah. 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 So what happened with me was in 2011, 2010, 2011, I started getting sick and, I was going to different doctors and specialists and and even the emergency room trying to figure out what was wrong with me because I was just so sick. I had developed um, Bell's palsy where the face muscles in your mouth, you know, they just kind of die. And um, about a week after that, it developed um, digestive issues where I started not being able to process food. So it went there was one point where I went nine to 12 days, you know, in, in various weeks of that, you know, sickness that I couldn't eat any food at all. Anytime I would eat food, I would just feel so sick. It was better to feel the hunger pains than it was to deal with the processing of the food. Mm-hmm. And so I just got to a point where I really was looking for answers outside of traditional medicine, you know, the, the mainstream medicine, medical and uh, so I started researching online and I found this book called The Healing Power of Sound by Mitchell Gaynor. And it was a huge um, just kind of lift of everything that he was writing in there was resonating with me. And I started saying, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, I, I'm just reading along. And so it, it really led me to have the confidence to start kind of venturing out into that holistic approach um and it you know the rest is history i just i just went down that rabbit hole started doing research and cross-referencing using myself as a guinea pig and any family and friends that would sit still long enough i'd like listen to this check this out put these headphones on you know (laughs) and so it was just something that really um was a process a journey to grow into but yeah it was definitely one of the biggest transformations of my life like i saw uh, within a year and a half, I was kind of a heavy guy and I lost over a hundred pounds when I started working with the tones in the first year, year and a half. And, um, I always grew up with being dyslexic and I had a really hard time in school, um, learning in the traditional ways and the cookie cutters. You know, I just wasn't fitting into any of that. And what the frequency did was over a period of about six months, um, was it allowed me to be able to read and retain information. I It was always very hard for me to read and retain the information in school. You know, just that process from book to the memory uh, wasn't really working for me. So when I started working with the frequencies, it was just really profound where I was reading like six to 10 books within the first six months and just connecting all the dots, retaining the information. And my friends and family were just like, what has happened to you? You know, like, they're like, you're talking faster. You seem smarter. You're talking about quantum physics and sound healing and all this stuff. And we just, I don't even know what you're talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, um, it was definitely 
very profound for me to see that these things I couldn't do before were working. But it was also, I think, really a shock to my family and friends that were noticing such a distinctive, you know, change in such a quick, you know, period of time. That's um, amazing. How, what was the time frame? Yeah, going from not being able to retain information to, to all of a sudden talking about yeah. reading books. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, so what happened for me was when I got sick, I had never been sick like that before in my life. And so there was a really big depression that came in. And I had always dealt with dyslexia and kind of learning differently than the mainstream. And so they kind of all culminated together to where it was a, a really just a dark night of the soul. There's no other way to really describe it. It was a very low point. And when you get to that point, you have decisions to make. You can either, you know, blame and live in fear or you can take responsibility for decisions and choices that you've made and and kind of move forward into okay what's next you know what am i going to do to remedy this situation i can talk about the problems all day long and i can complain but it's not doing anything new and so when i found those books and the tones you know the music that i started listening to i found this piece and in that piece there was um uh, you know, you've lost a lot of things in your life. And when you get to that point, there's no more fear after you've lost, you know, a certain amount of things. You're like, all right, there's only, it's only up from here, you know? And so when I started diving into those books and getting into the music, I found this piece. And in that piece, I think it allowed me to rewire my brain. You know, it, it helped me to start looking at things in a different way. And when I, when that happened, um, the first six months, you know, the of listening to the tones and getting into those books, I just had this complete emptying out of emotional traumas and stress of things that I had dealt with in my life. You know, as a male, um, I think you're really taught to suppress your emotions and, you know, push on, you know, keep going, be strong, you know, that kind of thing. And so I had dealt with a lot of trauma in my life that I hadn't processed yet. My father and my sister had passed away had a lot of close friends that died in car wrecks and suicide and a lot of issues over that 10 years leading up to that point. And I just kept pushing on, you know, I just kept going and I thought that's what you're supposed to do, you know? And so in this moment of clarity and peace, I found this emptying out of emotional trauma. So it was almost like a release work that was happening. And, and doing that, it allowed me to start seeing things and get another different way. And so I started learning and just growing so quickly. And so that was, you know, 2010, 2011 there. And so by 2013, I was just on my way, you know, to becoming a, a new person. It about a year and a half, I lost about 110 pounds physically. And then I always tell people I lost 110 pounds emotionally too, because there was just so much, <laughs> you know, that was built up in there. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was about a two to three year period that it was just dramatic transformation through listening to the tones and kind of diving into sound healing and reading and just learning as much as I could from books, documentaries, friends, sound healers, you know, holistic doctors, and anyone that would sit still long enough, I was, you know, talking a mile a minute to them. <laughs> so. In during this journey that you went through with using yourself as a guinea pig and going through this yourself introspectively, 
um, healing yourself, not just physically, but emotionally, like you said as well, releasing, you know, trauma that you, that you've experienced over your life. How long until it, you went from using it on yourself to deciding to use it on others? I had a really, a really good friend of mine who's a um, graffiti artist and he's done, you know, some really amazing work and we were, you know, really good friends and he was hanging out and I started talking to him about sound and how all, all the different things that I was discovering. And he was like, well, I'd really like to try it out. So we, you know, I told him, I said, if you want to do this, so we did some singing bowls and we did some headphone binaural beats and the binaural beat that we used was almost an hour long. And, um, at the end of that hour, you know, he just laid there for about 10 or 15 minutes, just kind of regaining his composure. And when we walked outside and, you know, we're sitting on the porch, he said, um, I feel like I'm in a different dimension right now. He said, I feel so different. Like I left my body and he's like, I've come back in such a peace and, you know, to such a peacefulness. And over the next, I don't know, probably four months, we talked a lot about sound. I would trade, send him videos and tell him about books. And I watched this. He was already going through a transformation in his life, you know, making a shift in his own, you know, personal life. But I watched how him getting involved in a deeper level with sound kind of added to the already personal growth that he had going, you know, the direction that he was going in. And it just was like, um, his work changed, uh, you know, and, and when I saw that as a friend, I was like, wow, this is really having not only a profound effect on me, but on someone I just shared this with. And so we just started doing that sharing with friends and sharing with family and watching those kind of changes so quickly, you know, that would happen. It just, you know, you, you start getting that inner voice like, hey, I think more people need to be exposed to this. And so it kind of grew into small groups like yoga studios, like ten people. And during that time, there was a lot of people from, you know, Australia, from California, from Canada and Mexico that started messaging me when they would see the pictures of the events on Facebook. Mm -hmm. and they would say man I really like your music I want to start using your music and I would say well and people would ask like can I buy your music and start hosting groups and I'd be like well I'm just not to that point yet you know I wasn't even thinking in terms of growing this into a company or um, branding it in any way it was just something that I was experimenting with on that on that personal level and so over the next six months to a year so many people started reaching out to me that um, I just got that kind of tap on the shoulder from the universe. Like it's time to start putting some thought and some, you know, planning behind this instead of just kind of doing it as a, you know, for fun model. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was just really, you know, I think all things in my life have been that way. When I followed my heart and, you know, followed what felt good, the universe kind of brings this plan to you, brings you the people, <laughs> you know they bring it brings you the the right um, opportunities and that's exactly what happened is um, right now we have 58 affiliates worldwide there's um, Australia and there's 17 states here in the US we have um, one in Canada one in Mexico and so it's growing every month we get new people and it's surprising to me you know we started with yoga and holistic centers and yoga studios but it's grown into art galleries and churches and different places that are using the music you know for these meditation groups that i never would have even 
thought about, you know, when I first started the company. So it's really neat to see how it's growing in that way. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, and yeah. you're so right. You know, when you say, when you follow your heart, you know, the universe just conspires to work with you and for you. The mm-hmm. right things start popping up at the right time. The right doors start present, you know, opening and presenting themselves, and 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 you start meeting the right people at the right time too, you know. And um, it's like step by step, all these little things start to happen to help you lift and launch your baby, pretty much. Yeah. How long has um, Listening Smile been been launched for or off the ground? How long is that? bike being I suppose riding yeah yeah well so I really started hosting the groups in um, 2014 you know and so I always tell people that it's a startup that started for about two years of development you know just using the product and testing the product and trying to grow the product so yeah really I would say as a business model the last two years but the last four years really with um you know, hosting the groups and, and doing that. But it's it's a, it's an interesting thing, you know, it's when you start this journey, you think it's going to be this one way. And then as all, you get all the input from the affiliates, the people, you know, the patrons that are supporting the work, um, you start listening, you know, to what, you know, people's needs are and kind of reverse engineering to meet the needs, but still trying to keep true to your vision and you know what is in your heart to put out into the world and so it's been a really neat process of give and take and growing and learning from not only the people who are participating but myself you know from from doing that so um i feel like we got to a point where we we really have our voice you know for our like when you hear our music i think it's very distinctive and you can tell the difference in it um, and so I'm really glad that we took the time to grow the music to that point and to, you know, where we're at right now. So, yeah, I would say two years as a business model and two years, you know, that we spent in growing and developing the style and the music that we're putting out there. Where do you, would you like to see Listening to Smile evolve to? Well, I think the biggest thing that I love about our music is that we put it out monthly. So we're pulling from astrology energy. We're using the astrology, you know, forecast to kind of as a guideline for moving into each month. And I really like that we're incorporating different genres of music. And so I think I would really like to see the stereotype break that meditation music is the only positive outcome, you know, that that people view it as like, this is what you have to have for healing. And it's like Native American flute and this very like woo-woo kind of, you know, just sleepy music. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you study shamanic you know journeys sound journeys and you know different elements like that and you and you look at the research of drumming you know hand drums and drumming with the brain and how people like songbirds and human brains are like one of the few things on the planet that will actually mimic like the beats per minute like if i put 85 beats per minute or 95 beats per minute, the songbird and the human brain will start synchronizing their brainwave activity and even heart rate sometimes to those beats per minute. And it's really interesting when you see how much and how profound sound has an effect on the body. So I would love to see people um, opening up a little bit more to music and 
healing, like period, not, you know, meditation music or sleepy music is the only thing to heal. I think that music in general um, is such a powerful healing tool. I would love people to start kind of going on their own sound journeys and experimenting with different forms of music for their healing. You know, I always tell people that Bob Marley, you know, every time you listen to him, it's, you know, at some point everything's going to be all right. You know, <laughs> so it's like, it's just the fact that you have to find your Bob Marley, you know, things. I have friends that can meditate to metal music. That's like their thing. They love metal music and they meditate to it and it helps them, you know, calm down, which is really, you know, strange to a lot of people, but there's, you know, everyone loves so many different things and i think that sound is such a personal journey i think that's the biggest thing i would like to see is to for people to open up their minds as to what you know healing is and what involving music and so i think that that's one of the biggest things i would like to see but as far as the company i i think i just my favorite thing to do is to empower people. Um, I watched a lot of my friends that were, are in the healing community, massage therapists, holistic, you know, uh, practitioners and holistic center owners, yoga studios. I, you know, everyone is struggling to get people into their space. They want to grow their practice. They want to help people and they feel like they've been given gifts. And I think it's, un, it's not, unlike the artists and the creative people and so when you start viewing that as a whole like all of us are creating this alchemy you know we're bringing in these cha uh, channeled messages and, and gifts and we're you know trying to share them with the world and to make a living like when you're doing something full-time and devoting to that craft and to that gift you know, it takes a lot of your time and energy and focus, you know, you're learning, always learning, and you're applying, you know, so and doing that, I think that it's, it's just one of the most powerful, profound things is to show people, you can do your gift, you can have fun, you can still help people, and you can make a living to move forward in your life and the way that you want to. And so I think that's what I would really like to see is to see listening to smile, show more people how to use the music and to use it in conjunction with their practice, you know, like yoga, massage, all those different things, because music can be applied in so many different, you know, modalities. It's, it's such a um, co-creator, you know, in that process. And so, yeah, I would just love to see the company empower people to connect with more people in deeper ways and um, different ways and to just grow together, you know, the company and each of their practices. I think it's just really fun to work with people in that way. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a good thing because with what you do and in order for your product to be effective and to reach the masses and to heal and help as many people as possible, it requires collaboration. Um, for those that might not know the difference between what you do at Listening to Smile and your general or generic meditation music, could you explain the difference? <laughs> yeah. So when I'm starting with a piece of music, like starting in the writing process, we start with a frequency. So there's an intention of meeting a specific chakra or planetary energy or sacred frequency. And in doing that, you tune your instrumentation to a different, uh, an alternate tuning. And then all of the focus for that track is on that note, that one single note, that one frequency or hertz. Um, and so 
then from that point, there's an intention, you know, energetic programming that goes into it as well as the tempo. Like you're looking for a certain tempo, whether it's at the beginning, you know, introduced in the beginning or the end of the session. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of different things that go into play with the genre of music, the instrumentation that you're using, you know, as far as the instruments um, and then the tempo and then the frequency. So there's a real focus. You know, I always talk about artists. You know, there's artists when you go to a gallery and you say, what's this painting about? Mm-hmm. And some artists will be like, I don't know. It just came out. You know, it's just that's just what it is. And then there's other artists that will go into this huge, long process and tell you this whole path and journey of this painting and how it came to be and what it means to them and um you know i think that people resonate with that story more than just like well it just happened you know and i think a lot of music that's the kind of intention behind is just like well i wanted to make something cool and this came out you know and i think that when you get into sound healing there's a really profound power in the intention that's set into the music as well as the tunings and the instrumentation that's used and the tempo. So I think it's just like, it's a really deeper focus and a deeper set intention. In terms of releasing your, your product, it's based on astrology or astrological influences at that time. And then when mm-hmm. you create um, the vibration of your work, it's in a tune or in alignment with chakras and what else did you say so sometimes we're using like standard tune chakra energies and then sometimes you use like the solfagio which is a different tuning and it you know works with the chakras in different ways and then sometimes we're using planetary energies you know like mm-hmm. the each planet has its own frequency and mm-hmm. so we'll use different planet planetary frequencies um in the music but and sometimes we're working with channeled sometimes you know every track that i make i always sit down in meditation before i start really getting into that and in doing that uh, there's lots of channeling that goes along you know and and i always tell people that you know my father's passed away he was a musician um played about 30 instruments and i'm i'm almost at 30 i'm about around 30 instruments that i play too and i learned a lot from him and you know i always wonder like what would he think about this music that i'm making and I, and it's so funny because in that process i'll feel him i feel you know different um i guess you could say angels or spirit guides that come in that work and there's lots of times that i create things that, that you know it doesn't even sound like stuff that i would create typically if you look at my you know back d- discography and so it's just there's a lot of co-creation when you submit to um trying to have complete control all the time of of everything and to just kind of be open and led and meditation and being open to guidance you know i feel like a grand grand council or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so it's just a lot of times some some of the frequencies we're working with are directly given to me like in meditation like one of the most powerful ones that i've been working with recently is 390.6 hertz Mm-hmm. And I've seen such profound effects with everyone that I've shared it with. It's such um, 
an intention-based frequency that I've seen people get sleep, like miraculous sleep with it. I've seen relaxation. I've seen just complete peace that settles in when that frequency starts playing um, with everyone that we've shared it with. And so that's not something that's part of um, one of the sacred frequencies like the Schumann resonance of the Solfeggio scale. It's just something that I was in meditation and that number just popped right in my head, you know, just mm -hmm. given to me like a download. And so it was just something that was really um, neat to see people affected in the same ways as me with that frequency. So, yeah. What yeah. I love about what you do, it's a blend of connecting to source, connecting to the energy around you to get the download and, and information. So being open to universal consciousness and receiving that information, trusting it, but then applying it or creating it and then applying it with a level of science behind it as well. Yeah. Well, you know, what's um, one of my friends who's a musician, a DJ, he said, you know, you write, you can write so many songs, you know, so quickly. It's like, you know, he's, he was like, it takes me a month to write a song and you'll do like five in a day, you know? Mm. And so I was telling him that when you kind of pull are pulling from that source in that way, that creative um, input and that co-creation that it's a lot different like if I sat down with a computer like where I was 10-15 years ago to make music in a recording you know environment I would sit there and just start judging every little thing like I would like this kick drum has to be just perfect before I start adding all the other instrumentation in and where I'm at now with the process is I just trust it so open-heartedly that I get I let the, the melody come in and I let all the instrumentation go and I worry about all that other stuff later at the end process. And I just let it come through completely. Even if it, I was telling him sometimes I'll sit down and say, I want to write um, a, a, a kind of a slow song that's just really chill. And sometimes these really energetic songs will come through where it's just like almost like a, uh, electronic kind of dance piece you know and, and he was he was like well doesn't that get make you annoyed and I said no I, I feel like that's what was supposed to come through mm. and so I just roll with that process and then not blocking that and not trying to control it so many more songs will start coming behind it just boom 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 mm. and so I think that that's the difference in the music is that I'm not structuring it in a way that I'm controlling it I'm letting it come through naturally and I'm, I'm kind of like the rudder where it's like I'm kind of helping direct it and all of that, but I'm not really bringing the flow in. The flow is coming from that kind of prayer and that meditation that takes place and also the intention of really wanting to help people and to connect with people with the music. And so it's setting up that co-creation between the listener and myself and, you know, the, the spirit that's coming through, you know, the creativity in that way. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. And I love that you've identified that that's exactly what's happening as well. You know, because so many creators and artists, you know, to be inspired means to be in spirit, but it does take a lot of people um, some time to realize that process, that that's a yeah. download and, and that's something that's shared with us in co-creation as co-creators. An amazing thing that you're aware of that process. So I, are you open to something? I'm going to tell you a little exercise that will help everyone can do this, yes. you know, that channeling and bringing things in. So I really love poetry. Poetry is 
probably my favorite thing even more than music and i love music so it tells you how much i like poetry but um one of the biggest things that i think people have a problem with when trying to create or trying to bring you know their gifts into the world is we block ourselves you know we start judging and we get fearful of judgment from other people and so I think the biggest thing in bringing in this creative energy into the world is to get out of our way. It's us. It's not any, it's not writer's block. It's, it's, it's literally us getting in our way. So I've helped so many people in these workshops where I say, you know, we're going to be here for two hours. You're going to have a poem at the end of this, you know, two hour workshop, and you're going to be able to be proud of it and be excited about it. And people will say, well, I've never wrote poetry before. I don't think that's possible. That's not going to happen, you know? And I say, but I believe in you. If you believe in you, you can do it, you know? So basically I just bring a bunch of poetry books, you know, like anywhere from, you know, 75 to a hundred poetry books. And I put it on the center of the table and I, I tell people books have energy, you know? So if you feel the cover and you smell it and you identify with the book, pick it up and take it back and take a couple books with you back to your station, you know, your paper and your pen. And when you're sitting there, what I want you to do is just open a book and the first word that jumps out, I want you to write it down on the top left, you know, side of your page. And you can draw a circle at the top left of your page and then put that word in there, like a little um, word palette, you know, at the top left of your page. And so I said, you're going to go through and you're going to get about 15 or 20 words and you're just going to open the book and the first word that jumps out to you, I want you to write it down. And so I said, now here's the thing about writing this poem. You're going to take these 20 words on that top left of the page and you're going to write down, you're going to rearrange those words and make you a title at the top of your page. And it's going to be something that you never would have ever thought of you know and so in doing that sometimes that inspiration can help you write that poem because it gave you something without your brain ever having to think about one thing and you're just totally in that creative flow process of channeling that in with the guidance and help of these words you know that you didn't have to put any thought or reason into and so lots of people will just start writing they'll just see that and it just it you know, the, the fireworks go off and they just start writing. But the people who aren't moved in that way, you can say, now this process that you've done to get your title, I want you to do the entire poem that way. So there's really no thought that goes into bringing this poem into existence. It's you're totally out of the way and you're channeling in this creative energy that comes. And so it's such a creative exercise and so fun for people when they read their poems at the end. They're just blown away. They're like, wow, I didn't even know I could do this, you know? And so the only thing that's changed, they, they could do it all along. The only thing that changed is this exercise helped them not think about it. It helped them, you know, just pull in these words and just cre create that um, creative energy flow that just finished. And so it's stuff that you would never think of, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, um, when you start sampling music or making a collage, it's a lot different than writing music or making a painting from scratch with just paints and, you know, a canvas. Mm. So it's just, it's something that's really easy, really quick and really fun to do, but it teaches you how to start creating in a way that you're getting out of your own way. It's a really powerful exercise. It's an activity that allows the person to just step back without even realizing and um, just accept whatever, accept whatever comes through.
and that's the whole process of um, connecting to source and, and downloading information and allowing things to come through intuitively. Um, yeah. it's not forced. We're not in, our mind's not in overdrive trying to force or think for something to come. It, it just comes naturally. So that's a really, really cool tool you use. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's lots of times where I'm like listening to my music with different people that it's had, you know, profound effects on, like whether it's on a, a personal frequency coaching session or whether it's at an event, you know, people will talk to me about the music and when it's playing, they'll just be like, wow. And, I, and I'll s say the same thing. I'm like, wow, yeah, I, <laughs> I made that. But I feel just like you because it came through me. And lots of times there's stuff that I never would have thought of. It's just given to me, downloaded to me and comes through in that same way the poem does with, a, you know, in these exercises. It's the way it is when I'm sitting down to create the music. It's very similar to that. So I'm in awe of it as well. And I'm very thankful to be a part of that process, you know, to be able to have that fun. It's, it's just, it's a playground. It's endlessly so many different options. It's infinite possibilities. And it's just so fun to be a part of that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your awesome work and project Ian. and I'm very grateful for you to be sharing um, your brand, listening to smile with us in the healing networks community. We know, so you do, you do have affiliates in Australia, is that correct? Yeah, and I'm working with several people, um, Tennille Bentley, I don't know if you're familiar with her. If you're not, you should totally be, she's in Perth, Australia. Okay. Um, she's just a transformational teacher. She's um, intuitive healer, you know, she's getting into sound healing. She's doing all kinds of things with uh, kids in meditation but um to neil bentley's over at, over there and i'm working with a um hypnotherapist that's in melbourne australia as well so yeah there's there's different people using the music in different ways in australia with listening to smile mm -hmm. awesome yeah. for those that might be um watching this um, conversation if they wanted to know more about listening to smile or get in touch with you or get in touch um or get their hands on your products how they can how can they find you so um listening to smile.com is my website and there's lots of information on there um about frequency minded music and sacred frequencies and mm -hmm. they can get to all the music at the top menu of the website it says get music and there's three different you know avenues the binaural beats the wellness series and the sonic meditations then the sonic meditations are the monthly music that we do mm -hmm. so every month we're putting out a new cd yeah cool yes i can see that i can see you sharing. <laughs> um i've been watching your movements and healing network so it's awesome work that you're doing um thank you so much ian for sharing um, listening to smile and all the awesome work that you're um achieving there in america and and it looks like you're taking over the world so um, <laughs> world domination um yeah one one beat at a time right yeah so, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> hopefully and we will and i'm sure we will um i'm obviously more than happy to recommend your work to any healers that i come across that are, you know operating in particular practices whether it be you know holistic um any holistic coaching field so i'm sure we'll see more of you and more of your work soon well, I'm so thankful for being on and I appreciate the group on Facebook and the sharing as well as this interview. And thank you so much for having me.
no worries. You're welcome. We'll talk soon. Thank you.